The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens and Happy New Year, everyone. What a great day to celebrate what's coming and to complete what happened. So often we look at our New Year's resolutions as a way to kind of wipe the slate clean, establish where we're going. And I think that there's also an opportunity to do what we call in transformation, coming to terms with the past happened. There's nothing we can do about it. But how do we go forward in a way that's empowering, exciting, new, fresh, New Year's resolutions are a powerful way to do that. I think there's also the opportunity to create a list about the things that worked about last year. What did you accomplish? What was the silver lining in all that we went through in 2021? And then I think there's an opportunity to look at and say, okay, what would I have done differently? What is something I want to make sure I don't repeat Whereas what is something that I'm not going to put up with or I'm going to alter so that I'm in charge of my destiny and where I'm going? I'm not at the effect of something. I'm not subjected to something. I'm not a victim to anything. I'm in charge. I'm empowered. I'm choosing powerfully. And here's where we're going. And then we set ourselves up for the opportunity to establish, okay, what are the three to five things I'm committed to for this year? And and you might even rank those. You know, what is the most important thing to you? Because realistically, will you get all five done? You might. But if you focus on the first tier, like the top two or three, you're likely to accomplish them in a way that has you feel successful in creating a new future that is one that you can be excited to live into. You know, I've done so much transformational work individually within organizations and invariably one of the issues that happens is if you don't clean up the areas that didn't work and rectify them, or frankly, even acknowledge that they existed. Until we deal with that lack of integrity, we really can't go forward powerfully. Otherwise, we drag it along with us, kind of like Lionel's blanket. So I invite you to consider, one, look at the past, acknowledge it, it happened. It's been a tough year. Where do we want to go in the future And what are we a demand for in our lives that will leave us empowered, in charge, and happy? One of the things I wanted to do today is really give you all an opportunity to complete the last year, create a new year that excites you, that, you know, there's going to be some stuff you're going to let go of. 
It might be your career. You may choose a different career. It might be you're going to establish new relationships, let go of some old ones. It's really important also in that process to heal and forgive. Heal and forgive. We have an opportunity right now to say, under the pressure and strain and stress of what occurred, our relationship took a turn for the worse. Let's figure out how to get it back on track. There may be times where you're going to say, you know what? I'm kind of done with that relationship. It's okay. It was toxic. And that's really okay to determine that. It's actually quite empowering to choose not to continue something for the right reasons. Lastly, I want us to consider that it's important to bring discernment to all that you do. In other words, evaluate the information that you're receiving. Listen through your heart, your mind, your intellect, your experience, and use this as an opportunity to determine if what you're hearing occurs to you like truth, or if your gut's kind of telling you, I don't know, something's a bit off. It's important for us right now, more than ever, to bring discernment to all that we say and do, all that we observe, so that we can make the best possible decisions and navigate through what is likely to be a challenging coming year, given what we've dealt with in the last couple years. I'm praying for a bright future for 2022, and some of that's going to be on us to make it so. So we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to bring on in my next segment, Tim Walters, who is a pastor. He's a veteran, and he's a friend. And I want you to hear what he has to say about dealing with our faith and also our circumstances that we're dealing with in our current reality. You're listening to Success Happens. We're going to take a quick break and be right back on WFMD. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick, the best for your pool today. Are you ready to lighten up, tighten up, shed, and shred with plant-based protein? Antioxidant fruits, organic greens and veggies, plus gut health? For a fraction of the cost you are already spending, this super 30-day program may support you to build muscle, burn fat, reset metabolism, lift brain fog, increase productivity, break addictions, nourish, detoxify, and cleanse. Are you ready to look and feel your best? Replace 60 organic meals for only $11 a day with live, organic, non-GMO superfood nutrition delivered right to your door. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to superfoodswithjen.com. A picture's worth a thousand words. Capture your wedding memories in stunning photography by Kira Wynn at KW Photography Design in a price you can afford. Here's what a bride had to say. 
Working with Kara for our wedding was easy and the pictures are phenomenal. I'm so glad we chose KW Photography Design. Call Kara at 240-344-3224 or visit kwphotographydesign.com. Making your memories last a lifetime. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at wfmd.com. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Pastor Tim Walters. And Tim, you know, I appreciate so much your wisdom and faith, but for some people, they may not have that same commitment or connection even to God or Jesus. And, you know, there are plenty of people right now who are just trying to make sense of things in, in, a, in a secular world. What do you think is a way for people to navigate you know, if somebody came to you and said, you know, Pastor, I'm I'm not feeling good. You know, I'm I'm down, I'm depressed, I don't I feel like I don't have control of my life. What do you say to them to create a new future? Because I really want people to come away from this show with hope. So I always tell my church, everything in life is like a two-sided coin. And so if you have fear, then the other side of that coin is hope. So what does that take? to flip the coin. And it's literally this simple perspective. And so I always ask them, what is it that's really, and I had a call like this just yesterday, relative to the vaccine, actually. And I always ask them, what, 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 where's your, what's, what's bothering you? And, and in the end, when you unpack the fear, usually the fear is, is occurring because it's from the uncertainty and candidly, the lack of trust in all of the information that's out there. And so I, in those instances, always like to just, again, from a secular perspective, I always take them to the CDC's website so they can see the actual numbers for themselves. Um, I take them to the Maryland COVID dashboard so they can see the numbers for themselves. So many people are worried about their children right now. There's, there's no need. Now, I'm not telling you, again, to have your kid go lick doorknobs and you know stair handles. Having said that, you need to have perspective on life. Death is a part of life, as are illnesses, as is surviving illnesses. And so when we start to unpack the numbers, I, I can't tell you how many people have just been like, wow, I didn't know that. I feel so much better now. And and in the end, it comes down what, what, to- What are the numbers on the kids? Talk about so, that, because so you the, had some data. Absolutely. So here in Maryland, um, under the age, they, they go by 10-year demographics on Governor Hogan's page, uh, so it's 0 to 9, 10 to 19. Under the age of 19, in this total time, 12 children have died. Of the 12, that's 12 out of over a million kids in this state. 12. The suicide rate has been off the charts in our state. Now, when you look at the national uh, CDC numbers, they only have three breakdowns. And so it's under the age of 44, it's from 45 to 64, and 65 and up. So if I could, again, perspective's important. You know, we saw an OSHA mandate come out for the vaccine. Well, it turns out that per CDC, 74% of all the national deaths were over the age of 65. Well, retirement starts at 67. Um, now, do, do retired age eligible people work? Sure. Is it the bulk of the workforce? Absolutely not. And yet we saw an OSHA mandate. That then makes us go look at what's the biggest work group, which also includes school age children and college children. And that's the first group I mentioned, zero to, or one to 44. 
per the CDC, 4% of all the deaths in this nation occurred to those under 44. And when you look at these people, it's obesity, it's diabetes, it's candidly, it's things I suffer, so I'm not picking on anybody. Um, and we see these comorbidities, we see poor life decisions, candidly. We're not talking about things like getting healthy, um, vitamins. I've never been a vitamin taker until I got COVID. Now I take it religiously every day. I, I pack on when I know I'm going to be around people, um, vitamin D3 and C and zinc. And, and if I, you know, again, you, diligence, discernment. I want to mention something and because we're going to take another quick break. And I wonder when we come back, if you could just do a few minutes with me mm -hmm. on antibodies. Because you and sure. I talked about that, and I think that speaks nicely to what you just shared. Everybody, you're listening to Success Happens. Happy New Year. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek, KW Photography and Design, and Flamingo Pool Supply. And we'll be right back. Join us on Restaurant Row Creekside. Enjoy great restaurants, including La Casona with fresh Tex-Mex favorites and happy hour weekday specials. Or Truth and Beauty, offering unique, tasty American fare and brunch. Stop by Sweeties on the Creek for yummy, fresh-made ice cream, frozen desserts, sweet treats, and plush toys. The Carroll Creek Parking Deck is right next door. Great food, fun times. Come visit us at Creekside. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh made selections, including dairy free and all natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Free Talk WFMD. celebrating a happy new year. And I want everybody to take a pause, take a breath, find peace within that there are some good things happening and we need to focus on those good things and not allow the fear to grip us. Dr. Kynan Bridges, he was mentioning that we were allowing our fear to take a hold of us. But Tim, you and I were chatting about the good news about COVID. And the good news is something called antibodies. Now, everybody knows, if you've been following my story on Facebook, that I got COVID. Middle of December, right before Christmas, I was knocked out. And the good news is I have antibodies now. I'm yep. very excited about that. And I'm going to go get tested to find out how many I have. Educate people about antibodies. Yep. So I, I, for those that don't know, I, I got COVID. My whole family got it uh, on uh, in June of 20. So we got it fairly early. Um, half my church did. And I and a few others had it. I had it really bad, double pneumonia. I was down for five weeks. And so at the 90 day mark after we were cleared, um, my GP uh, general practitioner doctor, I asked if I could get the antibody test because again, how can you build towards a vaccine if the science hasn't figured out what COVID antibodies do? Because a vaccine is, a gener is designed to generate antibodies. And there was all this madness, again, wisdom and discernment and asking questions. And so uh, we got uh, every 90 days, my wife and I have been tested and we've had the antibodies. The first four and every 90 days first year, it was an up 
down. You either had them or you didn't. We always had them. And but then I started noticing others. And so from a health perspective, people who are confused, should I get the vaccine? It doesn't seem to work. I always tell them, listen, do me a favor. If you think you've had COVID or if you think you're at risk, just go get the antibody test. It'll provide some peace of mind that you've survived it and that you now have protection. Now, doctors, and I've heard this from all the people that come back to me and say, well, my doc said it doesn't work. And okay, got it but I still have the antibodies. I'm telling you, go get the test. And so we, in the, the last October, which was the 15 month mark, my wife and I got one and we asked for the numbers. And so in the scale that we were at, you have antibodies if you're above 0.8. And I was just under 500. And we, I could not get anybody to tell me what the upper end is. And so we just, my wife and I literally this week had our 18 month antibody check. I'm now above 500. It's gone up again. It's only two data points. So we, you know, a lot of assumptions. Um, and, but my wife is off the charts. And so there's a piece that comes with this. And again, the vaccine is generated to create one specific component of an antibody to look for one specific component of COVID. And in fact, if the COVID mutates, it can't, it may, it may overcome the vaccine. Whereas your natural antibodies uses everything, T cells, B cells, all kinds of things. And it's on the look constantly for viruses. And so it, it, it gives people a lot of hope. It's one of the first things I tell them if, if they're, if they've had COVID and they're thinking about getting the vaccine or been exposed, you know, because again, you may have had it and been asymptomatic first virus ever. And so, you know, I always tell them if you've been exposed, go get the antibody check, see if you have, and you fought it off naturally. And your antibodies are, if you will, God's way of helping you fight, you know, things that would attack your body. And you don't want to compromise your natural immunity. So you could say that it's kind of God's booster shot you know, yep. instead of going and doing the man-made version, maybe we need to trust more in the natural immunities because all of a sudden that's uh, a conversation nobody wants to have. Let's just do a shout out to DC. My heart is with you because that mayor ought to be removed from office for shutting you all down to people yep. who aren't vaccinated. They're, she's going to destroy the economy of the DC metro area single-handedly, because people don't only live in D.C., they live in Maryland, they work in D.C., and vice versa. So, you know, you got to be so mindful as a political leader right now of your overall ramifications and the overarching impact you're having. It's not about you and your future career. It really is. There are, there are consequences to everything you say and do. And uh, it's time for them to be held to account for these things. It's it's really devastating. I was very, very sad to see that. But, you know, we are also in Frederick County dealing with the fact that, you know, there's concerns around masking and so forth. And people need to be given the right to decide what's best for them, especially when you look at the numbers. This idea that the, the hospitals are full it just ain't so. And let me let me tell you what a friend of mine said. They're in the business of having them be as full as possible to right. maximize the resource. 
Why yeah. would you be upset that they're full when indeed they're providing the service that they should be and they're a business and an operation that wants to maximize their resources. So it's counterintuitive to a capitalistic society to say that, well, they're 80%. Well, 80% is good. That means that they're properly utilizing the resources that they have. So, uh, but I do wanna mention that there are hospitals that are saying we're not full and yep. they're saying that we're full and it's just not so. So the misinformation again, creates that fear-mongering, and it's a disservice to humanity, and it needs to stop. You guys, go to my Facebook page. There's a lot of information there about some of the issues around the poke, and there are some of the issues around the mandating of, of for kids and so forth. So do follow me, because I try to put it out there, and I'm also on Telegram. But the bottom line is, there is a uh, a consequence to all that we do. And, you know, I think that um, we have a time now of standing up for our rights, for what's appropriate. And uh, when health departments start telling us how to live our lives, they are way out of their lane, as they like to say in government. So, Tim, any final thoughts? You need to do your own thinking. Um, and, and one great example came out this week. Uh, again, I, I get challenged all the time because I'm unvaccinated and yet I have the antibodies. Here's the follow the science crowd. You know, CDC reported uh, initially that the Omicron was over 70 percent of all the cases in the U.S. And either yesterday or the day before they came out and corrected it and said it's in the mid 20 percent. These are the experts. That's not, that's a 200% difference. That's not a, that's not a error. That's not a mathematical error. That is something that should never have been allowed. And they wonder why we don't trust them. Again, we use the word booster, but it's just the vaccine a third time. So all of you folks who believe in the vaccine, which is okay, I hope you've done your research. You're now going to take the vaccine twice a year, every year. And there's something to be, and again, go to my Facebook page, but uh, they changed the definition of fully vaccinated. You're not considered fully vaccinated until two weeks after your shot, your second shot. And then, of course, after your booster, whatever. So it goes on and on, like you just said, Tim. But within that two-week period, if you have an adverse reaction or die, you are not considered dying from the jab. You're not considered dying as a vaccinated person you are considered dying as an unvaccinated person, even if that's what killed you. Right. There's a lot of manipulation and deceit going on here, and we just got to start calling it out. And the hope that I have, and this is what I want to finish with, you guys, I've become a warrior. My girlfriend calls it warrior princess. I've become a warrior. I've become an advocate. It was never my thing. And I really, I'm a Libra, right? I, I don't like conflict, but I've become somebody who's willing to tackle things because there's lives at stake. There's evil in the world that needs to be dealt with. And there are people who are suffering immeasurably because of decisions made by politicians, bureaucrats, and leaders in government. And I'm going to say it here that on this happy new year day, there would be nothing that would make me happier than to fire Fauci. 
that man should not be in any form of leadership. He has committed egregious acts against humanity and he needs to be removed. And these are the things we must fight for. We must step up and say, no, we're not having it anymore because this is a new year and we're done with the nonsense. So God bless you all. Thank you, Tim, for being with us. I appreciate, appreciate you so much. And and uh, everybody, have a great 2022. And use discernment, have faith, pray often, and reach out to people around you because you don't know what people are dealing with. And your kind words and your consideration may mean the world to them in a time when they need hope and faith and love. Thank you, everyone. You're listening to Success Happens. I'd like to thank Tim Walters for joining us today. I wish you all a very happy new year. And thank you to our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. KW Photography Design, Dianovich and Associates, and Flamingo Pool Supply. Have a great week and listen next Saturday morning right here on Free Talk 930 WFMD. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick. The best for your pool today. The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens. This is Jen and it is great to be with you all today. We call it blending business and politics for a reason because so much of what we're dealing with to be successful in life today is impacted by policies made by government officials that we either elect or don't. (laughs) Some of them just end up there and we're stuck with their decision making. Or it may be because in business, the things that I'm doing are impacted by decisions made by government officials uh, like we've gone through over this past year and a half with with the COVID. But when you look at election integrity, which is what we're going to talk about today, this has a far reaching impact because the question I ask of you as you're listening today to our guest is, does the person who's elected represent you? And if you didn't vote for them, That's kind of okay. Well, you didn't get your man in or woman. But if you did vote for them and they don't represent you, we've got a problem, don't we? So then the question is, are the people who are in office today supposed to be there? Did they rightfully earn that level of leadership, responsibility, and frankly, authority and dominion over us? Now, they're supposed to represent our wishes. We, the people, are supposed to be in charge. But that is definitely not what's going on today. So if we look right now, Governor Hogan, and I voted for him twice, they are sending their health minions door to door, coming to a neighborhood near you. Now, if we voted for Hogan, (laughs) shame on us. If we didn't vote for Hogan, Well, you might have had the right answers and the rest of us hadn't figured it out yet. I don't know what the answer is, but the point is in election integrity, we have a responsibility to make sure that the people we voted for are the people who are serving us and they got there rightfully one man or woman and one vote. So I'd like to introduce my guest today is Zach Smith from the Heritage Foundation. Zach is a fellow with the 
uh, Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies, who has served as an assistant U.S. attorney in the Northern District of Florida. Prior to that, he was in private practice. And he also brings experience working at the United States Courts of Appeal, Court of Appeals, which is very interesting because right now in this judicial, um, I'll say, nightmare that we're in, oftentimes the courts are not doing what I think they should be doing in terms of representing the law and and fulfilling on it. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, it's great to have you. And so let's just start with why are you at the Heritage Foundation? I love the Heritage Foundation. And and by the way, to my listeners, you know, we've been very blessed to have many speakers on here from Heritage. It's been a little while, but please do support the organization. They need our support to keep getting great people like Zach and the information that they provide to the communities. So, Zach, why Heritage Foundation? Well, well, thank you so much for those kind words, Jen. That really means a lot. Uh, but look, you know, unfortunately, we're facing many public policy crises today. You know, look no further than the national news or the nightly news. You know, turn on your computer or your phone. You'll see it's just a never-ending flood of crises. And right now, uh, a lot of the debate taking place is taking place in Washington, D.C., on Capitol Hill, uh, in different executive branch agencies. They're trying to push their authority in unprecedented ways. And so one of the reasons I came to the Heritage Foundation and one of the things I appreciate about being at the Heritage Foundation, uh, we here were able to engage in those policy debates and really push back uh, against many of those very dangerous policies, dangerous ideas that are coming out of the Hill right now, that are coming out of the Biden administration, and really offer uh, conservative alternatives uh, to those uh, ideas and plans and really help to, to drive the conversation in a way that I think uh, will ultimately make our country safer and more free uh, going forward. So, you know, when you look at this election that transpired, and I had the privilege of having Liz Harrington on with me a couple weeks ago, and she, of course, is the press secretary for President Donald J. Trump right now. And, you know, I said to her, I said, you know, people think that the they tried they flipped the narrative on us. Right. They they tried to say that the insurrection happened on January 6th. And I said, no, the insurrection happened on November 3rd. How do we start to right this ship? And I, you know, it's a loaded question, but I think that, you know, we're, we're getting ready to go into an election audit here in Maryland. There's a belief that four of the counties, at least, it doesn't even include Baltimore City, which is fraught with uh, former past issues that we know of, um, but Harford, Anne Arundel, uh, Carroll County and Frederick County are all being scrutinized right now, at least, around the election integrity numbers because the voter rolls grew from 1.1 to 2% standard kind of growth to 34 to 37% in this last election cycle. So well, we're, we're, well, we're concerned about that here. 
sure, absolutely. And you should be concerned about it. You know, one of the things that I find to be particularly troublesome, particularly unfortunate, is election integrity really should be a bipartisan issue. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or a third party or an independent, everyone should want free, safe secure elections. And I think we saw in 2020, there were a lot of ad hoc changes being made on the fly to election rules and procedures in many states. Uh, Who could vote, where they could vote, how they could vote was being changed uh, at the last minute. There were obviously problems uh, in some states with the uh, vote tabulation and counting procedures. And so I do think it's very important going forward for 2022 in the midterm elections, and then especially in 2024 with the upcoming presidential elections, to really make sure that we don't have a repeat of the 2020 election cycle where there are so many uh, changes uh, to the voting rules and procedures, uh, both before and after the election, and that going into these elections, uh, we really make sure that there are clear rules of the road that apply equally to everyone and that those rules aren't changed at the last minute uh, before or in some cases has happened during 2020, even during the election after votes had already been been cast. Well, and, you know, one thing I want to remind people is the general election is not a partisan election. It's intended that anybody can vote for anyone. And it's meant so that, you know, there were Democrats, plenty of them, who voted for Trump in the general. So, you know, I think I think we lose sight of that. We think, well, it's it, like you said, it's a it should not be a partisan issue. Well, that nor should like the general election. It should be allowed that people can vote for whom they choose. And you don't get to flip those votes around. So you you get the outcome that you want. Well, that that's exactly right. And so unfortunately, I think we're seeing uh, a false narrative being pushed in many segments of the media and many segments of uh, politics today that somehow trying to take common sense voter integrity measures is somehow suppressing uh, uh, the vote, uh, somehow implementing Jim Crow 2.0 or something like that. It's just absurd. And frankly, I think those comparisons are actually insulting uh, to folks who had to suffer under actual Jim Crow era laws. Uh, And so, you know, if you look at what's actually being proposed and done in states like Georgia and states like Texas that have actually taken election integrity seriously, actually passed common sense reform measures, you know, when you actually drill down and look at what they're doing, requiring things like photo ID to vote in person and by absentee ballot, requiring clear procedures for who can vote, where they can vote, how they can vote, and how the vote should be tabulated. You know, most voters support those types of measures, again, because they're helping to set clear rules of the road and make sure that everyone's vote, regardless of race, gender, political party, any other characteristic, that each vote will be counted and that no illegally cast or ineligible votes uh, will be counted to, to dilute those legitimate votes. One of the concerns, I think that's brilliant, I, one of the concerns I have, and many have, is the equipment. You know, in media, foreign entities cannot own, well, didn't used to be able to own 
our media because they knew that that was a way of manipulating people because we had witnessed it in the past where media and propaganda is used to alter public perception. So I want to go to a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about the foreign-owned and foreign-built equipment that has been generating our votes. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. I would like to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. KW Photography and Design, a beautiful photographer, does great graphics and web design. We'll be right back. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick, the best for your pool today. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh made selections, including dairy free and all natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Join us on Restaurant Row Creekside. Enjoy great restaurants including La Casona with fresh Tex-Mex favorites and happy hour weekday specials. Or Truth and Beauty offering unique tasty American fare and brunch. Stop by Sweeties on the Creek for yummy fresh made ice cream, frozen desserts, sweet treats and plush toys. The Carroll Creek parking deck is right next door. Great food, fun times. Come visit us at Creekside. A picture's worth a thousand words. Capture your wedding memories in stunning photography by Kira Wynn at KW Photography Design in a price you can afford. Here's what a bride had to say. Working with Kara for our wedding was easy and the pictures are phenomenal. I'm so glad we chose KW Photography Design. Call Kira at 240-344-3224 or visit kwphotographydesign.com. Making your memories last a lifetime. Ready to lighten up, tighten up, shed, and shred with plant-based protein, antioxidant fruits, organic greens and veggies, plus gut health for a fraction of the cost you are already spending. This super 30-day program may support you to build muscle, burn fat, reset metabolism, lift brain fog, Increase productivity, break addictions, nourish, detoxify, and cleanse. Are you ready to look and feel your best? Replace 60 organic meals for only $11 a day with live, organic, non-GMO superfood nutrition. Delivered right to your door. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to superfoodswithjen.com. It's all about your car. Call in with questions to Dave Serio, beginning in less than 30 minutes, right here on 930 WFMD. This is Jen. Welcome back to Success Happens. And I have with me today Zach 
Smith, who is a fellow with the Heritage Foundation and the Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. We're talking about election integrity primarily today, of course. That really, when you look at election integrity, it really infiltrates every aspect of our lives. Because, you know, if some of us feel that the election was a fraudulent election, then we end up with people who don't represent us and, frankly, could be doing us harm. So, you know, we have to be interested in in making sure that our vote counts. I want to go back to what, what we were talking about before the break, which is that no foreign-owned equipment should be or systems should be processing or counting our votes. So we know that these votes were sent through satellite, I believe, over to Italy. You know, foreign entities had their hands in our election process. The Smartmatic systems and the Dominion software, all of that is integrated into our election process. And we know, because I've had guests on talk about it, it's that was also used in Venezuela to swing the elections fraudulently there to take over and create a socialist state there. So we're we're very concerned, Zach, that frankly, people are saying, let's just go to paper ballots. We'll count them. You know, we count them, you know, one Republican, one Democrat, one vote at a time. Why do we even need this equipment? I think it ought to be banned. Well, look, I, I think there are, there are a couple of different points there. One is, you know, I think going forward for 2022, 2024, you're going to see a, a series of election best practices that we at the Heritage Foundation are going to put out. And one of those best practices is going to be the machines that are actually uh, where votes are cast on should not be connected to the Internet for the very reason you mentioned. You don't want anyone to be able to hack into those machines to be able to manipulate the vote tallies or the vote totals. And so those should be uh, separate machines that are not on a connected system. Along with that, you know, unfortunately, one of the things we saw this past election cycle, there was a lot of confusion over uh, election observers where they could observe, when they could observe, which parts of the electoral process they could observe. And so I think it's very important for states uh, and local governments to make clear that election observers are permitted to review the electoral process. They're permitted to review the machinery that's used and that they're permitted to review essentially all parts of the electoral process, including having access to the polling places before the elections, the actual vote casting actually begins and staying there through the vote tabulating and tallying process. And so making sure that these elections and the election processes are as open and accessible as possible is a very important part of combating any fraud or abuse. And so setting clear rules for that now, I think, will go a long way toward helping alleviate uh, some of the problems we saw in 2020. So let's talk about the 2020 for a minute. If indeed they find fraud, we know it's occurred. It's just the degree to which they're willing to either A, admit it, or B, the courts will allow it. And I want to talk about that in a minute. But when fraud occurs... Fraud eviscerates all things, right? So if indeed they found, let's say, that there was fraud in one of these four counties or all of them here in Maryland that we mentioned, Hartford, Anne Arundel, Carroll, Frederick, where it went to 34 to 37 percent, you know, vacant lots had people registered in voting. Okay, apartments, two bedroom apartments would have 
tens or 20 people voting out of that one unit. Just It's just not reality, right? So we know that there were well, abuses. Does fraud eviscerate the results of the election? Well, I want to step back, uh, Jim, because you're raising a very good point. And this is something we saw in many states. We saw folks with duplicate registrations. We saw folks who are registered to vote at vacant lots, who are registered to vote at commercial addresses. Uh, we saw multiple unrelated people.